Well, hello everybody. It is a lovely, lovely evening and Katie and myself with Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma are joined with Elsa B. Hassauer of MBR Performance Horsemanship, LLC. First and foremost, she's a farmer and a rancher from Halliday, North Dakota, originally from South Africa, but she has um, built a whole following of people as far as teaching through the horse. She teaches horsemanship, but she learns a lot about um, the relationship of people with the horse. And we just wanted to touch base with her and ask her a few questions for this um, episode of our podcast. Katie, you're up. Awesome. Well, welcome, Elsa B. Can you give us just a short biography of yourself and just let us know why you decided to join as our first guest on our podcast. Thank you so much, Tisa and Katie. I feel so honored to be the first guest. You two are absolutely such amazing ladies, and I am so grateful that I got to know you guys. And yeah, I'm truly humbled and honored that you wanted to me to be on your very first podcast. So... <laughs> So I love the topic, what you guys were talking about, about, I, I hear the word constant about magic, the magical connection with these animals. And it just feels like your guys are speaking my language too. I think we've all experienced that, a connection with these animals that um, is really hard to explain to somebody who hasn't felt that. Yeah, right. I, those of us that are horse gals, I think we feel it and we're so passionate about it that, that we can't wait to get the word out. But you're doing such a great job, Elsa B. How do you see it like with every young girl or every mom or every grandma or every dad or every uncle that comes into your realm pen? How do you see that unfold? You know, it is crazy. And like we were talking um, earlier too, sometimes you can feel such a strong connection between horses and humans that really has nothing even to do um, with the horse. There's like a deeper um, experience that's or energy that's happening that you can't really experience. And I've, I've been to a clinic, I've done a clinic once and I was just talking with you guys about that to where I felt this overwhelming sense of emotions. I felt myself constantly teaching and feeling like I was going to break down in tears. And as I looked through the crowd, I seen the same tears happening between these riders and horses, which I have no idea what their story is, but all I can say it, it is magic. And it's something really beautiful. And I think these animals really help us, um, to dig a little deeper than the surface. I think there's a lot of people in this world that have experienced trauma in life. Um, I myself has experienced quite a bit of trauma as a young girl growing up. Um, there's areas where I really felt sorry for myself, but as you grow in life, you realize that there's, there's everybody has experienced some sort of trauma, um, big or small. And I mean, um, through all of that, these horses have truly helped us. I know for myself too, I was really drawn to horses that has trauma as well, because we all just want to be accepted in this world for who we are and want people to meet us with where we are at. And I think that's the beauty of working with these horses is that they truly meet us with where we are at. And, and we can only help them 
at that moment. So yeah, I can go on and on about about this. I, I think we all have something very beautiful in common with these animals. That was absolutely well said, Elsa B. I think explaining that maybe, I don't know if it's a magnetic field that's surrounding the horse or the energy, but the connection that you see as a clinician, you're seeing things without words, the horse yes. and the speaker and the field. So with that being said, how have you used horses to work as your communication line when you do talk to, um, um, whether it's youth or whether you're raising your kids, like how has the horse helped you communicate with people when you don't have the words to do it? You know, like I said too before, the horse really teaches you to be mindful, but then also the horse teaches so much about forgiveness and kindness and then also boundaries. I think even as young kids who are growing, they really struggle with boundaries. And so many kids get bullied in school. And that's and something just, that needs learned. Yes. And, and I, you know, there's a lot of kids that get bullied in school and they don't know how to stick up for themselves. And we're, even though we love these animals so much and they teach about us about mindfulness and forgiving, for, uh, forgiveness, they also help us to establish strong boundaries because people like boundaries, kids like boundaries, horses like boundaries. And, and the, the crazy part is when I do these clinics, you know, what is really shocking to me is a lot of times the naughtiest horses, um, would be horses that's at my youth clinics. And a lot of times with that too, is because kids doesn't know how to sit, sit in boundaries with horses. And I think this is why it's so important that, you know, parents be very involved with their kids and the horses and, and take them to lessons, take them to clinics, let them establish that because it'll go deeper than just horse training. I know for myself too, there's so many times I my kids do things and I mean, there's only one way to look is, is in the mirror. And what is that saying that they say there's a few things that don't lie and it's small children, snaffle bits and yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's when, when I'm around my kids, you know, they just don't lie. And the same when I think you guys can relate to when you train your own horses and you don't make, you know, you don't, you don't send your horse off to a trainer. A lot of times that horse will give you something that's just, you know, not, not something to be proud of. And there's nobody else to blame but yourself. And I feel it's the same with kids. I mean, they lead by example and um, yeah. So that boundaries is huge that you, you said that very well. Yeah. So next topic, where are we at Katie? Well, you said something that was really, really powerful. You said horses meet us where we are at. So we kind of want to know, you know, coming to the U.S., starting a family here without, you know, any family and without your culture, where would you be at without horses? You know, and that is the beautiful thing. And it almost makes me emotional because, you know, moving over here, horses have been such a big part of my life. It has been a big part of my life in South Africa. And I would come over here, or when I did come over here, I didn't have any friends, I didn't have any family. I had to start over from scratch. But the one thing that was here that was still the same was the horse. It doesn't matter if it's a different breed, they will always meet you where you're at. And you know, you find a friend in a horse. No, and 
I just think that's so beautiful because it doesn't matter which country you go in, there's a sense of home with horses that, that I think we all can experience. And I mean, I- They sure they the don't judge. They don't judge. They take you where you're at. When I came here, I, I was, you know, it was really, people always think, you know, you immigrate and it's, you know, it's great because you moved to America. But for me, it was really hard because I did have a really good life in South Africa. And then starting over here, you know, from scratch, I mean, I've met some of the most amazing people that I've met in my entire life that have truly become like family. And, um, and the same with the horses. I mean, they just, wherever I go, the horse is always been there for me, no matter what. And they always meet you with where you at, with whatever emotion you have, um, they help you to grow. And yeah, so. I think LCB, some of us are fearful because we don't even know where we're at. Like you going through a tough time, you feel like maybe you're hitting rock bottom. Like how do you go in the round pen or the arena when you haven't been around horses for some, some folks that might be listening? You know, if you don't even know where you're at, how are they supposed to connect with the horse? What words of wisdom? You know, the best thing I always tell people is meet your horse where they're at. Don't come with all that expectations because that will just let you down. And I can have a really good example about a horse that I own, Maui, who was an orphan. And he's probably a horse that have challenged me in America uh, more than any of the other horses I've owned because he just comes with a lot of stuff and and I and I always had these expectations showing up thinking we're going to work on lead changes and then he'll he'll have a different quirk and and I finally I, you know you get so frustrated with it and then finally I just said you know what dude wherever you're at today that's where I'm going to meet you if you are bothered by a plastic bag today, then we'll meet you right there. If you do not want to move off my left leg, but you've been doing it for a whole month, then we're going to just start right there. And I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm just going to meet you where you're at. And I think that's hard. And that's even like when we go back to like trauma that people deal with, I feel like a lot of people just want to be accepted. And and we live in a world that's so judgy and whatever people experience that made them who they are today, people judge them for it. And, and we don't need more people who judge. We need people who will meet somebody where they're at, wherever they're at. It doesn't matter what happened in their past. You don't have to agree with it, but just meet them where they're at and, and go from there instead of coming with a mind of judgment. And, um, and that's the same what I tell for people when they come to my clinics, I said, if, especially my cold starting clinics, I get a lot of people show up and they want to put the first ride on and the horse ain't ready. I said, we're going to aim for 10%. If we only get 10% today, it's still progress. Uh, we don't have to get all of that in a day. And, and that's the hard part because we all want to get things done really fast. Can that's we see, have you saw, excuse me, maybe a glimmer of hope to end to that. So where I'm going with this, you have to meet a horse that day at its level. If, if it, the bag's scaring it that day, let's say we have the youth in there. There's so much pressure to compete and win with whatever our kids are doing, whether it's with horses or without, but we all know, I think we do that kids really develop on their own wavelength and maybe they're shining at fifth grade and then they're not when they're 15, but as long as they never quit, 
it's it's the journey and it, it ends up beautiful. I think maybe horses are kind of like that. You know, you think they're going to be a superstar when they're three. It might not happen. Yes. So exactly. where can you go with that relation? Just your thoughts a little bit. You know, and that is such a good point because I was actually just talking to a friend about it because even like the same horse Maui, you know, he was so easy to start as a two-year-old, three-year-old, things went horribly south. And like, he didn't really have a bad experience, but he just went, it's like, I don't know, 50% backwards. And I had to start all over. And now four-year-old year was growing pains five-year-old year, that horse is amazing. And sometimes we just got to endure those growing pains step by step. And, you know, that's where you learn and that's where you grow. And I went through the same thing with my kids. There was a time where Kenzie was really growing, my oldest, she was really growing in the rodeo field. And then there's a time where she was like tipping barrels, tipping poles, and everything was just not well. And then again, she does well again. But I have found like in those times, those losing times, that kid has grown so much. There's really magic in those times of losing. Because even if I look at all the buckles that she has won, I mean, she she doesn't even wear them. <laughs> she looks at him, she's like, oh, that's great. But she can tell you the day. Remember that one time mom went when this happened, but then I did this with my horse and that helped. And she lived more from that than the buckle that she's won on the day. And I think that's just beautiful. I mean, that's, that's things that's going to last with them forever. I love that. So it's important to, to really put that into humanistic terms too. I know I'm going off a little off topic here, but you said meet, meet them where they're at with your horse, Maui. If you always ex- had these expectations and he didn't meet them, where would you be in that relationship? If I think about relationships and spouses or something along those lines, if you have expectations that your partner, whether it's a horse or a best friend or a spouse doesn't know about, or physically, emotionally, socially can't meet those, it's not healthy for the relationship for example if you're asking if your husband comes in the house and you expect him to do the dishes and you know he's exhausted or whatever he's been pulling calves all night you have to meet him where they're at like he put his shoes away thank you honey thank you for that you know I think that's real powerful I think Katie to be a better wife or something (laughs) it does I mean I feel like so That was my step. Anyway, so I guess horses, let's go back to that, Elsa B. How have they benefited your personal health and your personal relationships? Oh, you know, that is, and it's so funny because I always, I'm getting better. Like this is what I was going to say before about the husband deal, because I feel like the kid deal, I can see it when it happens to be you know, better parent. Then with my husband, sometimes I see these little things he does. That's really sweet. But you just, you know, you're always working, you're busy. And then I always go back and I reward the slightest try, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and sometimes we forget about it. So I was going to say with the, with the relationship part, the husband is a work in progress, I think, especially after a blizzard. (laughs) But um, yeah, the horses have really, um, help me with even like relationships so I've always been a very sensitive person and I always used to 
find this as a young girl that this is driving me crazy. I hate that my mind is constantly going. I walk in a room of people and I have all these little things that goes in my mind. I'm reading people's body language and I, it drives me crazy. And I used to think there's something wrong with me. And I could, it's almost like you sense little vibes, little energies that, that drives you crazy. And, and now knowing that that actually became quite a blessing in my horse business, my, my relationship with the horses, I can see it for what it is. A lot, a lot of times I'll meet people, even strangers, and you could just see something's going on. And, and you just would walk over the person and say, you know what, I just want to say, God bless you or something. And that person would just accept that or be very emotional about it. But there's something, it's good to acknowledge those little things, those little things in relationships that matter. And for me too, I like deep conversations. I Everything for me is really deep. I know there's a lot of people that find it probably really annoying, but for me, I like to go deep. I like deep conversations. I like to talk about difficult topics. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about religion. Let's, let's, let's put all on the table because I don't get easily offended at all. You, It's really hard for me to get offended. And I love learning about people. So, and I, and I feel that's the thing what horses have taught you too, because if you take everything as growth, you don't really get offended. So horses and people, I mean, yeah, it, it's all a, a work in progress, but yeah, I'm kind of going a little off topic here. <laughs> no, we are going to touch on that in future episodes with um, the right medical personnel, but there is a science to what you're talking about, that attention to detail and that awareness that you have. Mm-hmm. The actually has fields that bring that out in people. I mean, that that's a growth and um, almost like a muscle that's being built, but we will talk about that eventually. Right, Katie? Absolutely. <laughs> when, yeah. When your biggest aha moment, Elsa, be when you're like, wow, you know, horses have always been a part of my life. When was that moment when you were like, I'd be lost without them or... You know, I think even oh, I had to have so many aha moments. I mean, and it's amazing how your whole puzzle come together. I mean, as a young girl, I grew up on a horseback. There was parts of my life where I didn't have horses in my life. And it was, it was really a dark place to be at. But then there's also where I personally have grown in life to where I have realized that you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for God first, right? Like I have been at a place where I really looked to the horse for all the comfort and, and I relied on the horse and, and that also is not good. You have to know that God is the maker of the horse. He comes first, no matter what. And, and that leads me to how even these clinics have started because I used to train. I mean, I grew up doing horse shows, endurance riding. Then I trained horses in England um, where I had a lot of aha moments. I talk about that at the Bismarck Tribune. I talk about it at the seminar, the, a, a horse that had a major breakthrough for me there, my horsemanship journey. And then training horses for the outside people. I, that just, I, I almost made the horse completely number one. And, and that also led to destruction. So I gave up horses for a while. Not that I completely gave up. I gave up training and I said, you know what, God, I can't put these animals above you. I have to put you first, then my family, 
than the horses. And if I can't do that, I might as well not do it. And that's when there was like a real major breakthrough because I prayed about it and prayed about it. And that's when I eventually, friends keep telling me, you need to do clinics. You need to do clinics. And I think Tisa, you can re relate to that too. Now, starting with your clinics and, and I, I started doing it. And one thing led to another and there's just so much that has happened and I see God's work in it. I mean, the horse is absolutely amazing, but I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for him first. That's an excellent point. I think it, it that's growth and that's, that comes with faith. And you're right about God bringing the horse. I mean, he couldn't have made something more beautiful yes and bring you that communication but you have to step back at some points to see it and I think lots of people with a big passion go to that other side where we we see that's our only light and our obsession mm -hmm. and people go through that we have to step back where's our number one priority and then the puzzle is more beautiful put together because we let God do it but that and takes work Exactly. Right. Yes. And there's so many times I can, like, and tell you guys that I work with a horse and there's things that happens that I've never done with them before. And I go, Oh, wow, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Y'all see that? How, like, where did that even come from? Like, I just figured that out. And I, then that is that I know exactly where that came from. There's so many things. I mean, that you can see God's work in it. There's been times where I bawled my eyes out in my horse's mane because of things that I've seen how he works through these animals. I, there's just so, and if, if people don't believe in energy and all of that, I don't know how they can be even around horses because there's such a strong energy around them. Um, it's very spiritual. Very. Well, we're getting close um, to having a full, full podcast and we could have 10 more, but <laughs> last but not least, um, Elsa B, what is your big why? Why do you get up in the morning? And maybe we just covered it. Well, we've covered part of it. And, you know, it, the other thing too is, so I love people. That's one thing, you know, you, you meet a lot of people who loves animals and they don't really care for people so much. I truly, really enjoy getting to know people. And what I found with these clinics, and sometimes I have to pinch myself a little because I've never dreamed of it becoming this busy. It was supposed to be just like one or two clinics every year, just, you know, for some people that I know. And now it's become kind of a full-time job. Um, but what I, what I like about it is like, I meet so many amazing people all over the world. We all have so much in common um, with different experiences and and that just keeps you going. I mean, sometimes I would do a clinic and I go, oh, I, I hope that the person get it. And then I'll get a message afterwards about something that really had nothing even to do with the clinic. And I can't even take credit for it. That is God's work. I don't know. That's words that he must have put in my mouth that came out and it touched somebody else's life. And I think that's just huge. But yeah, so this is why I keep doing what I'm doing. I, every year I said, I'm going to do less clinics. I want to get back in the show, Finn. And then it just keeps getting busier. <laughs> I'm well, so what, thankful that you keep doing what you're doing. 100%. Uh, 
And even if we all didn't speak the same language and the horse doesn't even speak ours, I think we could have a conversation without words just by working a horse. I think we could all agree on that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Elsie, okay. do you think we can have you back sometime soon? <laughs> yes, I'd love to come back. I love visiting with you guys are so amazing. I've always said it. I mean, both of you guys have touched my life in so many ways. And I'm, and I'm so thankful to be on here. You're both just women in this world who change lives. And that's why I'm even like T-Cell with what your story with that you just shared with us, Katie, I've known your story. It's just amazing. These are the things that just drives me seeing people go out there and making a difference in this world, especially in this community where there's so many mental health problems. There's so many people in need. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very humbled to be on this podcast. I just love both of you guys so much. We are humbled to have you Elsa B. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Look, we're looking forward to next week. We have Dr. Sandvig coming on the show and we're going to talk about neurotransmitters that come along with riding. And Elsa B will be back soon. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.